strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Hollywood. Hollywood. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury. Oh, it is the Big Red Rage. Starring... No, not you, Wolf. Nor me. In fact, not anyone. Starring the 2022 NFL schedule. That is the very special guest tonight. And don't say that the schedule is hot off the presses. Here in 2022, Wolf, we say it just dropped. The NFL schedule dropped an hour ago. And so many questions that need an answer. When is the buy? Are there any cold weather games? How many prime time games? Any prime time games on the road? So you're playing late at night and you get back in the middle of the morning. Are you opening at home or on the road? How does the division stack up? And what about those first six games minus D Hop? Well, we now have answers. And the only question left, Ron Wolfley, is whether you can handle the truth. Paulie, what I want to know right now, what is the very first thing when the schedule drops? What is the very first thing you're looking at, Paul? What is it? it, it it's, it's, a little self-serving as the sideline pencil neck guy, the guy who doesn't have, who's not afforded the luxury of a climate-controlled booth like you and Pash. So I do look at the potential cold weather games. The cold. In fact, <laughs> I'm not the only one, Ron Buckley, who looks at that. A little bit later, you're going to hear from a former Cardinals quarterback who has the same approach, actually. And so I'm not the only one in that category. So, yes, I do look at what exactly uh, it's going to mean in terms of packing and whether I'm packing the galoshes, the boots, you know, how many layers am I wearing. And taking a quick glance, I'm going to tell you right now, really the only one that stands out in that regard would be Week 15 at Denver, but – because we remember back when they recruited Peyton Manning away from the Cardinals and other teams, they yes. told Peyton Manning it never snows in Denver on a on a Broncos Sunday. Yeah, you know, in the last forty years. So I'm going to hold John Elway to that. Well, you know what, honestly, Paulie, uh, the very first thing I look at. Thanks for asking, Paul. The very first thing <laughs> I look at is where's the buy. That is number one. That's my first observation. When the schedule drops, it's like, oh my goodness, where is the buy? And there it is. It's week 13. Now, we're going to talk more about this, of course, but that's the very very first thing I look at. Where is the buy? That's my first observation, Paulie. My second one is, we could actually get this on your forehead. <laughs> we could actually print this on your forehead. It, as big as the schedule is, it would still be able to be printed on your forehead, Paul. That's observation number two. You know what, 17 games now, I think it is too big, even for my forehead. So I'm just going to stay with that. Now, you certainly can't print all 272 games because that's the NFL schedule that dropped just over an hour ago. And how about it? I mean, before we get into the Cardinals, how about the NFL opener, Bills at the Rams? That'll be on Thursday night of week one. So they come out swinging. Bills at the Rams. 
the NFL opener, and week one also includes Tommy, Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers going to Dallas. And then how about the first Monday night game? I mean, the NFL didn't waste any time sending Russell Wilson and the Broncos to Seattle in the first Monday night game. (laughs) My goodness, Paul. Is that a fix? I mean, is the fix? Of course it is. And it's okay to actually fix it that way. That is pretty stunning right there. Cannot wait for that first Thursday night game, though, Paul. Speaking of that, there are four primetime games on the Arizona Cardinals schedule. Let that wash over you, Ron Wolfley. A year ago, Dallas and Kansas City set a single season record at least since the merger with a half dozen primetime games apiece so you know how the schedule makers you get your first sense of what the nfl thinks of you based on how many time slots you get in prime time the cardinals get for your reaction yeah you know um honestly right now there is a bit of a dispute going on but i i think paulie that the max is seven i think that's the max right there that you can actually be scheduled for a nationally televised broadcast the cardinals got four um i know that's much better than what they had last year that much i do know they got four this year five Typically is really a good number, I think, for the most part. But we'll take our four and run because you can always get one flexed as well. And you know what else you'll take? Three at home and then the fourth one in Mexico City. So it's going to be Thursday night, week seven at home against the Saints. Monday night, week 14 against the Patriots at home. Christmas night for the second year in a row, this time against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Sunday night football. And then, of course, the Monday night game, week 11 in Mexico City against the 49ers. So there's that. That blew me away, Paulie, right there, too. The Christmas Day game. Once again, Paulie, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. That right there, that's that's nice. That that Cardinals-Colts game, by the way, on Christmas night a year ago, was one of the highest-rated NFL regular season games all year. And now you're going to have Tom Brady in against uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So, you know, Belichick against Kingsbury. So, well, I take that back. I'm sorry. Buccaneers and Tom Brady there on Christmas night. I'm looking at the fact it's a triple header, by the way, on Christmas. So guess what? NBA, you have competition from the NFL now. How about that? And then, of course, you have the opener. I mean, let's just go right off the top here. If you want a marquee matchup, how about Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, against Kyla Murray, Patrick Mahomes against his former head coach in Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Paulie, that was the other thing that I noticed, too. Where is the bloodbath? I mean, you know, that's what you I, – I look for the bye first, and then where is the bloodbath? And the bloodbath, it's a three- or four-game stretch – Three or four games. It doesn't matter if you're home, away. It doesn't matter. Where is the tough part of your schedule? There's a couple of tough scheduling uh, points of the season. But right off the bat, Kansas City mm. at the at the Raiders and then the Rams. I think that is a pretty tough way to actually start a season. Here's the thing. The Cardinals, at least under Cliff Kingsbury, and, and at State Farm Stadium since it opened – they have been really successful in week one. They are 11-5 and five in home openers all time at State Farm Stadium. So you have that going for you. And then in week two, you're going to Vegas. You're going to take on another playoff team. You're yes. making your first ever visit to Allegiant Stadium, right? Your 11th all-time meeting with the Raiders. And then, of course, hello, Chandler Jones in that game. 
Yes, Chandler Jones. Was that an accident, Paul? Was that an accident that the Arizona Cardinals are going to play the Raiders that early in the season? I really don't think that was at all, Paulie. And once again, the Kansas City Chiefs, this is, can I just go back to week one, Paul? Yep. I want to talk about week one, the home opener, September 11th, of course, the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is going to be the first game the Kansas City Chiefs are going to play in 2022 without Tyreek Hill. Yep. That in that Pauly, I can't wait to see what that does to the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they really going to go out and try to run the exact same offense? I think that they are. They have some guys they think are run by guys. They have some speed that they like. There's no doubt. How does how is this going to change the Kansas City Chiefs offense? That's what I've been waiting to see because Nobody is going to be able to convince me that it's going to look the same. I want to know if they think it's going to look the same. Because Tyreek Hill, there's one Tyreek Hill. There's one. And Tyreek Hill impacts a defense, Polly, as we know, when he doesn't get the ball. I mean, he's impacting entire defensive game plans when he doesn't get the ball, let alone when he does run by somebody and gets the ball. So how are the Kansas City Chiefs going to play? Well, you know what? I'm sure they've got an idea. They say, at least Andy Reid, if you believe Andy Reid, Andy Reid says it's not going to change us at all. We're going to go out and we're going to run our offense. Well, that's going to be really interesting, and maybe that's not a bad opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals to possibly jump a Kansas City Chiefs team that's going to be trying to find itself, if you know what I mean. And if they haven't fixed that defense that struggled El Grande in the playoffs, that could be a barn burner. There could be a lot of points on the board. Exactly. That's going to be the first week, though. Of course, yep. no DeAndre Hopkins either. Correct. Yep. And so, you know, you, in fact, you look at it, if you hit zoom out those first six games, so you got Kansas City and Vegas, you got two playoff teams there, you got the Super Bowl champion Rams in week three. See, I was hoping to play the last place Seahawks twice in the first six weeks. Uh, that only happened once, though, as the Seahawks come in in week six, you're going to Seattle. But how about week three? You get the Rams. You oh. get the Rams at home. And guess what? You have a Rams team that a year ago in week four, you throttled. And then, uh, of course, we know what happened in the playoffs. So if you want a barometer of where you stand, especially in your division, obviously, here comes Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, the defending Super Bowl champions. And, um, yeah, that's going to be a great test right there. I think the offensive line is going to be improved. I think it's going to be more physical this year. I really do believe that. Let's hope everyone is going to remain healthy. But Will Hernandez, as your right guard, this is a brawler. This is a guy that's going to come off the ball. He's going to fight. Now, again, you may worry about pass protection from time to time with Will Hernandez. It's what he does struggle with if he struggles. But the one thing he is good at is coming off the ball. Let him eat, Paul. That's the one right. Can I just say that right now? Week three, let Will Hernandez eat. And then week four at Carolina. And remember, the Cardinals have lost six in a row to the Panthers, and they are 0-2 against Matt Rule. So before you chalk that up as an automatic W, in fact, may I say the Cardinals' best chance to win is if Sam Darnold plays. Unlike a year ago, right, when Sam Darnold did not play, and uh, you ended up losing uh, Cam Newton, who came in for a couple of those uh, touchdown runs uh, in the game. But So you get Carolina, that'll be in week four on the road, and then you get Philadelphia at home – 
The Eagles come in, yet another playoff team in the first part of the season. Yeah, there's, boy, how about that right there? Who's our quarterback going to be? I wonder Carolina as well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of water that still can go under the bridge right here. It's, it's a year to year proposition. I say it every year, Polly. It really is what, what, what looks like, man, this might be a really tough stretch, might not be that tough based on what happens in training camp, who goes down, who gets hurt, who's lost for the season, who gets suspended. Unfortunately, we know that very well. So to me, there's still an awful lot of unknowns. And how many times do you see it, Paul? You see the worst to first, right? And the first to worst. You, you see that happen in the National Football League. It's a year-to-year proposition. So it's always a little dicey making conclusions based on this schedule yeah by the way you're going to get aj brown the new eagles receiver you're going to get jordan davis all 340 plus pounds of him that rookie defensive tackle out of georgia who went to the eagles so you have that and then in week six wolf you get the cardinals earliest visit to seattle since 2011 wow you're always accustomed to playing them in the second half of the season if not the last two games of the season at seattle so you get your first divisional road game week six at the last place Seahawks. Well, Polly, that right there, that's going to be a weird situation, isn't it? Because uh, you always, I, I, I imagine you immediately in the wetsuit, of course, in Seattle. You're always, it's up there and it's nasty and it's rainy and it's drizzly and it's wet. And now all of a sudden you're telling me October 16th is when they're going up there. That is wild. That's the earliest since when, Paul? 2011. Wow. Week Did you three. Just write this stuff down, Paul. Do you know that? 2011. Stuff? Uh, I may or may not have a note on that one right in front of me. Okay. So I'm just well, telling maybe you right I now. have it too. I just didn't read it. <laughs> I will say this, though. I do know this one. The Cardinals have won five of the last seven games at Seattle. So I'm sorry, Seahawks fans, 12s. I'm going to mark that down as a home game, actually, oh, for the Cardinals Paul, don't, at Seattle. Paul, now why kick somebody when they're down, Paul? Hey, uh, season tickets available now. Go to azcardinals.com slash season for more information. That's azcardinals.com slash season for more info. I'll see if maybe I can get the at Seattle game thrown in as a bonus home game. Uh, we'll see about that. It's, but look, Wolf, getting back to your point about no D-hop, uh, you know, of teams that start 0-2 to begin a season, and you got the Chiefs and Raiders out of the gate, less than 10% of the teams that start 0-2 make the playoffs. That's the stat in recent NFL history. So the Cardinals are going to need everything they can do to come out of the gates like they have the last couple of years, especially last year under Cliff Kingsbury. And by the way, the Cardinals, speaking of the Seahawks, at least they don't travel as many miles as the Seahawks. They're going to travel nearly 30,000 miles this year and change time zones 34 times the Seahawks. The Steelers are just going to travel about 6,500 miles and aren't even going to leave the eastern time zone. Pete should have retired. We're just getting rolling on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Look for a shot into the end zone here. Johnson and Lee to the left, Bolden and Fitzgerald to the right. Ryan Badejo back to help protect Josh McCown. Third and one of the 17, McCown back to throw, going to lock. Into the end zone, far side, Fitzgerald goes up, touchdown! Arizona! Larry Fitzgerald with his second of the year! Dave Pash sprung that one on us, did he not, Ron Wolfe? He caught you by surprise and earholed you with the rolling of the R's 2005 in Mexico City, did he not? It's not the first time, Paul, and it won't be the last. Man, I tell you, I'm looking forward to that trip. I, I really am. I still consider that a top 
three road trip we've ever done in our nearly two decades, right, as part of the Cardinals broadcast team. I'm looking forward to going back, and it's just a great scene, a great vibe, the energy of 100,000-plus fans in that stadium, and it's going to be a division game against the 49ers. Yes, no, it's going to be huge, Polly. seriously. The energy in that stadium, uh, it was something special to behold, and it's going to be great going back. And so there you go. We're going through the Cardinals' schedule. It dropped just over an hour ago. And the Cardinals, we went through the first six games. Kansas City at home to open the season at the Raiders. Week three, back at home against the Rams. And at Carolina, home against the Eagles in week five. At Seattle, the earliest in over a decade, you're going to Seattle in week six. And then week seven, Wolf, New Orleans comes to town. And, you know, you think of the Saints, you're thinking of a team that had made the playoffs four straight years until mm-hmm. last year, started 5-2 and two last year, minus Drew Brees, Jameis Winston. Uh, Winston had them rolling, and then he suffered the knee injury in, in Game 7. They lost four straight with Trevor Simeon. They ended up using four different quarterbacks. Boom, they were bounced out of the playoffs in the final week. Yeah, Paulie, you know, looking at Week 7 on, first of all, I love the fact that starting Week 7, that is the Thursday night game of course yep that's the mini buy paul that's nice to have right there week seven the mini buy and then of course week 13 six weeks later you get the actual buy i kind of like that paulie there's a little breathing room there it is you're right the locker room will view it that way they'll view it as as almost a pair of buy weekends and so you're absolutely right and the thursday night especially when you have it at home yes And I can't remember, knock on wood, the last Thursday night road game the Cardinals have played. So they're going to get Dennis Allen in, uh, a new head coach, their former defensive coordinator. Five brand-new head coaches on the Cardinals' schedule this year. Think about that. Todd Bowles, Dennis Allen, Nathaniel Hackett, Josh McDaniels, and Kevin O'Connell. Now, Todd Bowles and Josh McDaniels obviously have been head coaches before, but... You know, you get some of these teams earlier in the season, maybe they still don't have that familiarity. So there you go. It's going to be the Saints at home in Week 7, and then you're going to Minnesota Week 8 to take on the Vikings, and Kevin O'Connell is their new head coach. Yeah, Paulie. You know, it's interesting because when you look at the first six weeks, of course, and then you look at the next six weeks, and then we'll look at the last six weeks of it, Paulie, what do you think is the most difficult six-week stretch? For the Cardinals, when you look at it, because I think this, the second part, starting with the New Orleans Saints on Thursday night, I think this might be the easiest stretch of the season. I'm not, listen, nothing is easy, and you know what I'm saying, Paulie, and you can't bank on anything because you know it's a year to year proposition. But as we look at it right now, this day, it looks like to me the middle six weeks might be the easiest stretch they have. It might be in terms of degree of difficulty, but in terms of importance, you're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back, obviously, starting with that Thursday night game uh, against the New Orleans Saints. And then to close out this second stretch of six games, you have three straight division opponents. Right? Well, you have Seattle, the Rams, San Francisco, and then you get the Chargers after that. And the Chargers, they look to be high-powered. So, I mean, it's one of the reasons the Cardinals have the second most difficult strength of schedule. And I know how that works year to year. Half the playoff teams are brand new, and so a lot of times that metric doesn't hold water. But when you're in the NFC West and you're playing the AFC West – 
and then you're playing teams outside the division who made the playoffs last year, like the Eagles, who got a lot better in the offseason, and a Patriots team that is always prepared. You know that better than anyone with your former head coach, Bill Belichick. Yes. You know, yes, I mean, this is a tough schedule. and, and, and yeah, It and, is, Polly, but, I, I, you know, once again, the, the middle stretch here, they have four of their six games at home. Now, now, I know, oh boy, they were a great road team last year, and they didn't really play that well at home. As a matter yep. of fact, they were sub-500 at home, Wolf, and I understand that, Paul. I don't expect that to be the norm. I just don't. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at that as though that was an anomaly last year. Most teams, it, it's something that is proven over and over and over. Most teams in the NFL, they play better at home than they do on the road. Would you agree with that statement, Paul? Yep. Okay, so having said that, four of those games are home games. Thursday night, New Orleans Saints, then you host Seattle, then you have San Francisco, and then the Chargers. And that's going to be a tough one right there, no doubt. And you know what? The only early Eastern time zone game on this schedule is at Atlanta. But that's week 17, so there's only a two-hour time difference at that point. So you don't have the dreaded... 10 a.m. Eastern kickoff on this schedule this year, although that hasn't been nearly as much a factor with Cliff Kingsbury because we know he's an early riser, and a lot of what the Cardinals do is early in the morning, and they seemingly have been prepared the last three years under Coach Cliff in that regard. Week 8 at Minnesota. We know last year's game went down to the wire. Eight lead changes. Cardinals won 34-33 in the missed field goal. Nearly 900 total yards in that game. And keep in mind, the home team in this series, Wolf, I'm looking at this stat, has won eight in a row in this series. Cardinals and Vikings. So the Cardinals are going to try and obviously break that trend. Yeah, no, Polly, I know. that's. It's also, too, kind of weird when you look at the schedule in its totality, Polly, because they only have, what, two East Coast games? They only have two at Carolina and at the Atlanta Falcons as well. The Atlanta yep. Falcons, my goodness, that that right there, Paul, seems um, very generous uh, uh, as well. Generous, I should say. All right, Seattle, you get the Seahawks at home, and uh, that's going to be in Week 9. And we know what the Cardinals have done to the Seahawks in Seattle. The Seahawks have done to the Cardinals in the AZ, including the season finale in the regular season last year. But... It's their first year, first time in a decade without Russell Wilson. So I don't know if anybody really fears Drew Locke or Geno Smith, but you have Seattle coming to town, and then Week Ten at the Rams. Wolf Cardinals yeah, going back go. to SoFi. Boy, Hello, that's going to be rough right there. That yeah. that is going to be rough. You imagine that's going to be a very very tough situation. You never know who's going to be healthy once again. You never know how the Rams season is going. But as we look at it today, that one looks like that's going to be a very very difficult game. It's interesting because do you think the Saints are going to roll as we look at this middle part of the season? Do you think the Saints are going to roll? I think that's a winnable game. The Minnesota Vikings. I think that's a winnable game. The Seattle Seahawks at home. I think that's winnable. Here, here is the monster to me. The November 13th on-the-road SoFi game, as you said, against the Rams. That's difficult. Who knows what's going to happen with the 49ers this year. I don't expect the 49ers, Polly, to be as good. I, I just don't. At some point in time, they have to play Trey Lance. They have to play him. And um, at some point, that's going to happen, correct? You're going to have to. At some point, throw him out there, whether you think he's ready or not. And um, I think it's going to be more not. 
Yeah, Niners are about to take a big step back. They might not know it yet. They might not realize it themselves yet, but I agree with you. They're about to take a big step back. And so you have those three straight NFC West games, and you have a better chance than not of getting wins in two of those three. And then you come home and from Mexico City, and you get the L.A. Chargers. Tough. And, I mean, Kyler Murray against Justin Herbert. Hello, there could be a lot of fireworks in that one. That's going to be, I, I really think the Chargers are going to be a team that will, um, I, I don't even want to say surprise because I don't think that's that's accurate. I, I think that is a team that is going to take a big step forward in the AFC, the Chargers, and it's because of Herbert and how well he played last year, just watching him grow as a quarterback, a franchise quarterback. It was truly impressive. It's interesting. I saw an interview recently with Brandon Staley, their second-year head coach. He's known as an analytics guy, right? And he's the guy who went for it on fourth down and all that kind of stuff. But Wolf, he said, and I quote, I want to be known as a rugged, tough football team that can beat you any way imaginable offense-defense kicking game. He said, I think we're a lot closer to that. Because remember, they went out and got Khalil Mack in the trade. They signed J.C. Jackson, the standout corner. They got Kyle Van Noy, also from the Patriots. They brought in Bryce Callahan, an experienced corner from Denver. I'm looking at this. And then they went after Zion Johnson, number 17 overall, right? That mauler and brawler of a guard out of Boston College. And, of course, they hit it big. Rashawn Slater last year as a rookie was a Pro Bowl left tackle. So they are building in the trenches for everything else they do. And with Justin Herbert, they come in and they try and beat you up as well. Polly, that is a great observation. It really is. It's one of the reasons why I love the Chargers, too, as a team. They are a team that is blending the old and the new. They're blending it together. Brandon Staley, would you say he's a young crunk coach? There's no doubt about it. He's one of those young crunks right there. Brandon Staley. Do you, do you remember the Big Red Rage where I actually brought up what he was saying about 12 personnel, Paul? Yeah. One back, two tight ends. He was saying how difficult that is to actually defend when you do it right. When you attack the gaps, when you attack the line of scrimmage, you have multiple tight ends, guys that are capable of blocking, and then you use play action to throw the ball. Again, it's a blending of the two. It's something the Tennessee Titans do very well. Um, It's something the Chargers do very well, and it's something that I'm really hoping the Arizona Cardinals will do too, Polly. By the way, Wolf, did you not interview four rookies today, including Trey McBride? I did, as a matter of fact. I like that McBride kid. I don't know if he told you what he told the media. But he said to the media, and I'm loosely quoting, that Cliff Kingsbury wants to disguise the offense more this season. <laughs> Trey, can I talk for to minute. you for a minute? Trey, let, get over here. Let, let that hang for a minute. And I think it's further evidence as to why they went after Trey McBride in round two, because they really covet these tight ends that aren't a tell that can be part of the run game and the pass game. Oh, Paulie, it is. It is. It's something that's been around for a long, long time. When you watch the Tennessee Titans, one of the reasons why the people people felt like the Tennessee Titans going into last year they were going to be rock solid, maybe the best offense in the league, was how they blend three wide receiver sets with, of course, two tight end sets. 11 personnel and 12 personnel. That's what they blend. They've got a back that you line his toes up at seven, and he attacks the line of scrimmage downhill, and then they use play action. Then they'll jump into a shotgun. They'll jump into a shotgun, and here we go. Oh, it's the zone read with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. 
Um, guess what? That's exactly what I could see the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray doing. By the way, the Cardinals are going to Tennessee. We'll get you the full preseason schedule at the end of this edition of the Big Red Rage, but they are going to Tennessee. It'll be the preseason finale week three. Remember, there's only three preseason games now. My understanding is the Cardinals will be in Nashville for a full five or six days, Ron Wolfley. Oh, let the barbecue begin. (laughs) I mean, Wolf, you better start losing weight now (laughs) to compensate for the LBs that you're going to add in late August. I'm just saying that right now. You better bring the flexipants. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, azcardinals.com slash tickets. That's where you go. Single game tickets are on sale now. azcardinals.com slash tickets. Once again, have you seen this schedule? This home schedule, absolutely loaded. We just went through the Saints, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Niners, and the Chargers. We'll get to the final stretch of this schedule when we come back on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Hey, Seattle, we got a deal. (laughs) Go Hawks. Go Hawks. I'm going to see y'all in the morning. Good night. Time for y'all to go to bed. Finally, you can go to sleep. <laughs> see y'all in the morning. Russell Wilson and Ciara, who, by the way, Wolf, have already made themselves at home in Denver in a $25 million mansion that is a whopping 20,000 square feet plus. Psh, ain't nothing but $25 million. So, Russell Wilson... Uh, once again, he is uh, firmly entrenched already in Denver in the Mile High City. And his challenge now is after leading the Seahawks to the playoffs eight of ten seasons, he now has to do something about the Broncos' nasty skid of missing the playoffs six straight years ever since Peyton Manning retired after winning Super Bowl 50. And they're coming off their fifth straight losing season overall. So Russell Wilson up in Denver, and that's where the Cardinals are going after the bye in Week 15. I really think uh, the Denver Broncos have a chance of winning the AFC, Paul. Really? Yes, I do. I think they have a chance of doing it, especially with their defense um, I love the combination of that defense and Russell Wilson. I think that's going to be a winning combination. We shall see, Paulie, but I like it. You you don't think they're going to be good? No, they'll be good. They're obviously in the most brutal division. Uh, I'm not real fond of having a rookie head coach, a 42-year-old rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. We'll see. Um, you know, boy, here just, comes the Green Bay Packers offense, Paul. <laughs> yeah, here it comes. You know, and and look, um, you know they they are loaded from all accounts. I mean, they they really don't have many weaknesses, if any. And so, uh, with Russell Wilson, and, and you know, when you're going to Denver, and by the way, that is that's the one that stands out on the old schedule when you're the sideline reporter, right? December 18th <laughs> in Denver serves you right, Paul. Yeah. In fact, here's Drew Stanton. Check this out. It's not just me, Wolf, on the Red Sea report. Drew Stanton was asked by Craig Griolu, you know, okay, when you look at a schedule, and remember, he's, he's not speaking median, as you like to say here, Wolf, okay? He's in the trust tree, and so he gives he gives an all-access look on how a player really looks at the schedule. Drew Stanton. As fast as I could, especially when we were here. I was like, do we have any gold games? <laughs> no, I think you. what you look at, right, first of all, is primetime games, who it's against, division opponents, and then December football. Those division games are so important, and those are vital, right, on top of the primetime, because the primetime games throws you out of your schedule. When's the Thursday night game? 
Do we have a Sunday night game? Are you on the road Sunday night? Because that stinks. It throws your whole week for a loop. Yeah, Once for again, me, Polly. You know, yeah. again, I'm gonna. I, I look immediately where the bye week is. That's what I do. I look where the bye week is. Bye week is the th- uh, December fourth, the thirteenth week of the season. That's where I start. After that, I look for where the bloodbath is. Where is the bloodbath? Listen, you could look at week one, two, and three, and you could build a case where there's a three or four week period where you're going to play four. Or, or three really, really good teams. I think the first three weeks of the season, Kansas City, the Raiders, and the Rams, that's going to be difficult. Very, very physical as well. You're playing two of those games at home. I think starting in week 13, minus the bye, of course, you got the Patriots, you got the Broncos, you got the Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the 49ers. I think that the four weeks from week 12 that being the Chargers, Polly, to Tampa Bay, that's a four-week period, four-team period, even though the bye is in there, that that's going to be brutal. And it includes coming out of the bye with the Monday night game against New England. Yes. Cliff Kingsbury going against the team and the head coach who drafted him once upon a time in the sixth round where he's in the same quarterback room with Tom Brady. Now you're going to get Mac Jones and you're going to get that New England team and – And look, even when they're not that talented, two years ago when the Cardinals went to New England and somehow lost to Cam Newton and his passer rating of like 33, it's just amazing how well-prepared those Belichick teams are and how many different ways they can potentially beat you if you're going out there with unforced errors in your own game. Yeah, Bully, and once again, there's no doubt he will exploit any weakness that you have. He will exploit it. He will find it, and he will exploit it. It's what he does. That's going to be an excellent test on a Monday night right there. And then, again, following that up on the short week playing at Denver. That's going to be very difficult. And as you said, that could be a cold-weather game. How about the fact that over the last six weeks of the season, you only have one division game? Think about that. Only one NFC West game over the last month and a half of the season, and three of your last four are on the road. So, you know what? Um, Guess what? The Cardinals right now, and we said it before, their true test this season is going to be what happens with December football forward. And and, and they're going to have a lot of games on the road. And guess what? They're going to have a lot of opponents they're not necessarily that familiar with. So I don't know if that's an advantage or a disadvantage. Yeah, and also, Polly, too, I think that by it's it's precariously placed week 13 right there, that by because we all know the Arizona Cardinals, after playing 12 weeks of football, they were 10-2. and two. They were 10 and 2, Paul. That happened. 10 and 2 was real, and that happened. So the bye suddenly is right there, and you know everybody, even if the Arizona Cardinals somehow, some way, got to 10 and 2 going into the bye, you know what there'd be a lot of people out there saying, a lot of analysts would be out there saying, well, let's see if this is going to be the collapse. Let's see if they collapse like they have the last two years. At, in this six-week period. So you got the buying week 13, 
You come out with a Monday night game, so you even have an extra day. You have New England at home. Then, as you mentioned, the short week, you're going to Denver, potential cold-weather game. And then you're getting into Christmas week. And on Christmas night for the second straight year, the Cardinals will be in prime time, Sunday night football against Tampa Bay. Not only Tom Brady, obviously, he's going to be playing in his 23rd season. Hashtag no comprendo on that one. But Todd Bowles as the head coach. Yeah. And if every team somehow is a representation of the personality of the head coach, how do you expect the Buccaneers to maybe evolve this year under Todd? Yeah, I don't really think there's going to be a lot of evolving, Paul. I don't. Todd is going to run the defense that he's going to run, and he's going to run the defense he ran under Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians' offense, I think, is very, very similar to what Tom Brady does it's one of the reasons why they actually won a super bowl it's because of the attack the line of scrimmage the bash and bomb offense of bruce arians that's who tom brady is it's who he's always been attack the line of scrimmage and use play action he's got some of the best play action mechanics in the history of the of the game the history of the game Tom Brady. So you know what? Why why would you change any of that? I just don't see it, Paul. No, it's a great observation. In fact, I'm looking here at a quote from Jason Light, the GM, right? Former assistant to Steve Kime, and he said, quote, we've got the ultimate cheat code with Tom. So we're going to take advantage of it <laughs> while we have it, says Jason Light. And by the way, Tom Brady making his regular season debut at State Farm Stadium. Remember, he's played in two Super Bowls there. But he hasn't played the Cardinals in their home stadium in the regular season. So you have that in Week 16, and then Week 17, you go to Atlanta, and you take on a rebuilding Falcons team. And whether it's going to be Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, the rookie, third-round rookie out of Cincinnati, who knows at that point, Week 17. Yeah, Polly, it's really interesting, especially the last two opponents of the Arizona Cardinals. Two away games, of course, the Atlanta Falcons, as you said, and then the 49ers in Week 18, January. January 8th. Those two teams right there, um, they have recently, and I would say Kyle Shanahan when they drafted Trey Lance, recently they have tried to blend the old and the new, Polly. They haven't had a ton of success. The 49ers haven't. The Atlanta Falcons, they had Matt Ryan as their quarterback for how many years, Paul? They have oh. not really been able to tap into the whole zone read, RPO, new age era. We're going to throw the ball. Here it comes. They haven't been able to to scratch that itch, so to speak. Now, all of a sudden, with Marcus Mariota, they're going to do it, Paul. You know what I always think of with Matt Ryan? His rookie year was the 2008 season because that's when the Cardinals beat the Falcons in round one of the playoffs and route to Super Bowl 43. Yeah. He was a rookie yes. that season. So, And by the way, at Atlanta, that's going to be on New Year's Day, Wolf. So you'll be in the ATL on New Year's Eve. Just to let you know, you can plan accordingly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't even think about that right there. Yeah, no, okay. Thank you, Paul. Man, and then, what a, why don't you just give me the protective cup before you actually say that, Paul? You know, if, if only this was like a fake video. Do you see what the uh, Seahawks, what they did on the video? And they, they faked out their own players, and it was, a, it was a fake schedule release, and it had all the worst of the worst possible games and dates and holidays and all the possible worst possible road trips. And then the locker room started freaking out, and then they let them know that it was just a prank and it was a fake schedule so uh but no wolf this 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 is reality you know another reality and here's another home game i'm going to mark down for the cardinals because people forget that at levi stadium in santa clara the cardinals have won six of their eight all-time games (laughs) at the 49ers new home stadium 
Scomas. No, I know, Paul, exactly. <laughs> so they're going to go in. And by the way, to your point about the, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, I had this out with Darren Urban on Cardinals Underground this week. Oh, no. Is that the underrated concern for the Cardinals this year, at least to me, is you got to fix the inconsistent run defense. Because especially now in this division, do you think the Seahawks are going to come out and they're going to try and run the ball? Uh, they, they're going to try to turn it back, Paul. I, I mean, they just drafted two tackles, right, in the first and third round. And in the second round, they went after a running back. They're going to try and run the ball. Does Kyle Shanahan test you and make you stop the run before he does anything else in the playbook? <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, Paul. he does. You, you had me, though, with the so, Seattle Seahawks comment. But I'm just saying that the Cardinals are going to have to, and, and And Sean McVay has gone back to a more balanced offense. That was the adjustment he made after losing Robert Woods last year and losing three in a row, including that Cardinals beatdown in yes. four. So, I, you know, I know we can argue that it's a passing league. and But, you know, five times last year the Cardinals gave up 150 rushing yards or more. And if you're some of these lesser teams can pull out a win and control the game by running the football. And so to me, that is something I'm going to keep an eye on from the get-go with this Cardinals team 2022. Holly, the pendulum was swinging towards the new age offense. It really has for the last five years. Now it's swinging back to the middle. Hey, azcardinals.com slash season for all the info on season tickets available now at azcardinals.com slash season. We'll wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage next. Today is the day the road map comes into focus. Fair warning, it won't be for the faint of heart. The 2022 Arizona Cardinals schedule passes through a football gauntlet with familiar faces in new places, a date with a goat, and the toughest divisions in both conferences. But when did anything ever come easy for us? Here's the thing. No matter where the map takes us, home is the finish line. Because this season, all roads lead back to Bird City. Nine games against playoff teams from a year ago. Eight against teams that had ten or more wins a Mm. year ago. Mm. Four primetime games once again. You have a Thursday night at home against the Saints. You have Monday night in Week 14 at home against the Patriots. You have Christmas night on Sunday night football against Tommy and the Bucks, And then, of course, you have Monday night in Mexico City against the 49ers in Week 11. It is the 2022 Arizona Cardinals schedule. And you know what? Tickets are available right now, as they like to say. azcardinals.com slash tickets. That's azcardinals.com slash tickets. Ron Wolfley, if I foisted this on you with no with no forewarning whatsoever, Doom. what is the game you are looking forward to the most? What is the best, wow, the Polly. biggest tilt on this schedule? What is the one that, you know what, you looked at the schedule, and since you don't have to worry about the weather or any other kind of stuff up there in your booth, you just yes. circled and said, you know what, that one. Yeah. I'm putting that atop my power rankings. For me, Paul, it's got to be the Sunday night game. It has to be the Sunday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, that could be a battle, provided how well the Arizona Cardinals are playing. How well are they a playoff caliber team coming out of the bye week, of course? 
course into December. Now, all of a sudden, December 25th on Christmas Day, you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Could you see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being a team that could possibly be in the running for the number one seed in the NFC? I could see that with Tom Brady, of course. A Sunday night game. Oh, at home. Yeah, if I had to pick one, Paulie, it would definitely be the Buccaneers game. I'll tell you what, though. The Chiefs at home against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's Great a close way to start. It's a you know if it wasn't Week One, I'd probably make that number one. I mean, just what a great way to come out of the gate, and and just everything that's going to be surrounding that game, and and just the fact it is at home. I mean, think about it, and you know this better than anyone, Wolf, because it was your era when you played for the Arizona Cardinals in 18 seasons at Sun Devil Stadium. The Cardinals never played at home in Week One. Yeah. Think about that. And now this is going to be a tenth time since 2006 when that stadium opens. So you have that. You have everything that's going to go into Yeah. I can tell you right now, nobody was crying about the fact that we weren't playing at home. Let me just say this quickly as as well, Paul. Um, The bye coming late I like as well for the Cardinals, especially if you're a good team. If they're a good team, I love the fact the bye is late. And look, three of the last four on the road. And once again, the four primetime games, Thursday night against New Orleans at home, Monday night in Mexico City against the Niners, the New England game, and Monday night as well. And then, of course, Tampa on Christmas night, uh, and that is Sunday night football as well. Special thanks, Jim Omohundro and Cody Fincher for Ron Wolfley. I'm Paul Calvisi. Once again, azcardinals.com slash tickets. Single game tickets are on sale. Season tickets are on sale. And you know what? They can't play it until they schedule it. It is out. And that is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club